Keys to the City podcast. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of Keys to the City. I'm your host, Trevor Keys, alongside the Joseph Guire and Ted had to go somewhere, but he's coming right back as I see him on the camera. And there is the Ted Keys. Sorry, bro. Us. I was looking okay. for my. Hey, that's the great thing about StreamYard. You don't have to add yourself automatically in. You can put them. You can put them in whenever they come back. That's. A I was looking thing. for my phone. <laughs> You're looking for your phone. Do you have your phone yeah. now? No, of course not. Because I wanted to share it to the Giants pages. So what else is new? Oh, well, speaking of looking for something, well, the we're going to be talking about. Last week we talked about the wild, wild AFC West. Now we're going to move over to where we live, the East Coast. Uh, Ted's gone again. The East Coast, as there are lot, lots of question marks surrounding the East Coast teams, maybe not named the Buffalo Bills. And yes, we are going to be talking about, I put out an article the other day about two Alabama quarterbacks who face, well, some major pressure this year. Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa. We'll talk about which one faces the more pressure. But we're going to talk about two teams right now. Well, that, if you see right behind me, which one? Right here. Yeah, I know. It seems so long ago that those days of the New York football giants winning Super Bowls, it seems like an eternity. And the team that they actually played in the Super Bowl is who we're going to be talking about also, the New England Patriots. Because right now, all we've been hearing, guys, are reports that both offenses are anemic, awful, putrid, laughable, and they have major question marks as they go into tomorrow's First preseason game on NFL Network at 7 o'clock. The New England Patriots take on the New York Giants. So, guys, I know we are Giant fans, and we've been experiencing this, like, <laughs> lackluster franchise, this laughable franchise that it's been. I hate to say it. I'm a Giant. There's no better team to me, like, bigger fan than me than the New York Giants. But let's be honest, guys. This this franchise has been a complete laughing stock for the past 10 years. It hasn't been good. It hasn't been competitive. I was looking the other day. Every team since I believe 2012 has won the NFC East, not named the New York Giants. The Commanders, Redskins won it multiple times. The Eagles have won it. The Cowboys have won it. Where are the New York Giants? Boy, oh boy. Let's hope that this year is a different new regime under Brian Dable. But let me ask you, Joe, I'm going to start with you. Which offensive issues to you, and I know you're a big Mac Jones fan. You've been a- an advocate since his days at Bama. You've loved him, and we were kind of like, eh, we were going after you. But you've been an advocate, a huge supporter of Mac Jones. Who do you think, going into tomorrow's games, the game offensive issues, are more concerning? Is it the New York Giants, or is it doing the Patriots? From a realistic standpoint, it should be the Patriots, but I, I do think it's the Giants. And why I say it about the Patriots is um, if you if you look at the New England Patriots, I mean, their roster is pretty underwhelming. You know, you, you, you take away a, a Devontae Parker, a Damian Harrison, a Mac Jones, and you, you got a lot of got a lot of nobodies on this team. You know, Hunter Henry, a guy that, you know, Jidu Smith, but these aren't superstars. Uh, that draft pick, the the their first-round pick, Cole Strange, it, it was a strange pick. Literally, no point intended on that one. Right? You know, so Bill Belichick always seems to have a plan, and, like, he, he always seems to know a little bit better. But... Mac Jones, uh, the pressure. I don't think there's mounting pressure on this guy. I, I, uh, I don't, I don't because listen, everything is built in right now. 
The Bills are the team to beat in that division. Yeah, that's good. Miami may or may not be a really good team or a pretty good team or a, we don't know yet. It's all going to really come down. Well, obviously, we'll get to that in, in the whole Tua thing. But I think if you're Mac Jones here in year two, you're looking to make an improvement on last year. I don't think the you're you're not in the same shoes as Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, who are literally yeah. playing this season so that they have jobs next season. So from that standpoint, this Giants offensive line, we've already seen a a, a couple of injuries. Uh, the kid that got from Carolina, North, yeah, North Carolina, is he's out, out for the year. Uh, yep. Matt Gonzo. Uh, uh, who they picked? Yeah, Gano the has. Falcons. A, he's done forever. He forever, like it's yeah. yeah. So you're you were trying to add depth to this thing, and instantaneously you lost a lot of that depth. And as a matter of fact, uh, the kid from Carolina got moved over to the tackle position. They were looking to swing him mm-hmm. to both sides uh, between uh, Neil and Thomas. And again, you're back to not having any depth. They went out. I think they brought Will Holden in. Yes, uh, who's a solid guy. But again, it's like having Cam Fleming mm-hmm. the last few years. Great for depth on the roster. And then, Teddy, you put him in the game, and it's like, oh, God, why is Cam Fleming on this team? And I, I, I have a bad feeling the Giants may run into depth issues on that line, and I don't know that. Uh, again, it's so much to play for if that becomes a problem. Saquon can't hit holes. Jones gets too pressured. It, the things mount quickly, uh, and and it changes the Giants franchise going forward. I think Mac Jones could have a off year, and they'll bounce back next year and and go back to the drawing board. So it's equally concerning, but in different ways. Joe, I would say the only thing about the whole Patriots thing, we they've never been known to have superstars, and I know that. Yes, well, what do you mean they won six Super Bowls? They're, but they all, with the exception of that 2017, if we remember the 2017 with Randy Moss, they had Wes Welker. They had that the greatest offense, I mean, that we ever saw up to date. Was it because of just having Tom Brady as taking and like filling all those missing pieces, those superstar talents? Because this team has never been known as a franchise that have the big name guys. It's just never been like that. It's always been Brady, and then he just made everybody that much better. I would go say ahead, the talent that they had was pretty was pretty good. I mean, I'm not saying no, but the, they, they, David they, Patton. No, I, mean, I know that, but no. I mean, so, they had, let's they be honest, Aaron Ted. Hernandez, Aaron Hernandez and Gronk. They've always had good tight ends, but never superstars. Ben, ben Coach days doesn't have to be superstars. They've had always a lot better players. Guys, a lot of the guys turn into a guy like Logan Mankins, uh, who became a, a Pro Bowl guard. Oh. You, you, right. You, I'm saying you see a lot of that where no, they're not stars, but these Am- make Amadola, Amadola, Wes Welk. I mean, they've had better players because I, you know, while Joe was talking, I wanted to make Joe's right. The Patriots depth chart, and I totally forgot Devontae Parker, but yeah, they traded for him. Here's the thing, Trev, you and me, we're, we're, I don't know what's the word is, egomaniacs, but we like, we feel like we know everything about football and not everything, but we like. When I was thinking about the Patriots before, when you told me what we're going to talk about, I'm like, wow, they might be the only team that I don't know their personnel. And when I say that, I don't really know their starters. I listen, I know Hunter Henry. I know Janu Smith. I forgot, but I do remember Devontae Parker that they traded for from Miami. But I don't know anyone else. 
Jacoby Myers. I know them because I, I pulled it up. I got in front of me the depth chart. Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Henry. You know, they drafted the kid out of Baylor, Taekwon Thornton, the kid that ran like the 4-2-2 they thought was a good record. But it's like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Nelson Aguilar. But no one screams, oh, my God, I'm going to help. Um, excuse me, I'm going to help a young quarterback. Because what we've seen in the last few years in the NFL is we have young quarterbacks. We're going to get someone like, oh, we're going to go get an A.J. Brown. We're going to draft a guy like Jamar Chase. We're going to go get, you know, mm-hmm. like the Bengals. You know, we're just uh, – uh, Tua, Herb, going to get Tyreek Hill. We're going to get Rashawn Slater. We're going to get Corey Winsley, a Pro Bowl center. We're going to shirt up our offense line so he can protect. You know, we're going to go get this guy and that guy. The Patriots, they haven't done that. You know, I was listening to Colin. You know, that's one of our favorite guys. And he's talking about um, – and uh, Nick Wright is also talking – they spend 50% more money on their tight ends and personnel than anyone else in the league. The only problem is, who is their personnel? So let's refrain. Let's bring this all back to the question. Which offense issues are more concerning? For me, it's the Patriots. The reason why I say the Patriots and not the Giants is, as much as the Giants are starting a new system and bringing in a new coordinator and quarterback coach, you got to have the personnel first, right? You got to have – you. You can't make Flaming Young out of chop chop liver. You're like, you gotta have personnel. As much as we would say, hey, I like Mac Jones more than Daniel, I like Saquon, I like Galladay, I like Kadarius Tony, I like Sterling Shepard, I like Darius Slay, and I like Wandell Robinson. I like my personnel. I got all the pieces to make the perfect recipe. And I know I always relate this to food, but I got all the pieces to make a health a beautiful dinner. Yeah. You know, what I'm playing with Mac Jones is I got scraps. I got a defensive coordinator and Matt Patricia, who was a failed head coach, running the plays. I got Joe Judge. Do we have to? Do we have to bring up Joe Judge? I think we know how I mean, what he's go, famous for. I, mean, he I think we know who he's famous for. I mean, we, we know this because you know we, we brought in Jason Garrett that thing, and we realized Jason Garrett really wasn't the issue. It was maybe Joe Judge. And t- the more concerning issues is the Patriots. Okay, the Giants have the personnel. Joe is right though. There is more pressure on the Giants though in in their stars because. Saquon's playing in their last year, his last year's contract. Daniel Jones might as well be playing for his career right now because he's going to be a German and might be out of the league. That's how it go. So, and, and I, you know, I wanted to be up in front and I'm looking, I'm like, but here's the other thing. I look at the Giants' schedule too. It's the Titans, the Panthers, the Cowboys, the Bears in the first four games. The Giants have a good likelihood to go two and two. That If, if everything goes right. Then I look at the Patriots, I'm like, first game of the season, down in Miami. All right, well, what did Miami do for their quarterback this year? I don't know. Get everyone that they could to help their young quarterback out. Following week, Steelers. I know people are down on the Steelers. It's still the Steelers. They're going to have a really great defense. Are they in Pittsburgh? And here's the thing, Think about the Steelers, right? I know we, we, we complain about their quarterback and Trubisky. They have more talent on the offensive side than the Patriots, right? Then they got the Ravens. Then they got the Packers. You're looking at the Patriots going one and four in the first five games. They have a really tough schedule. I also look at the that conference and say the Patriots and the AFC are much tougher than the NFC. If you were ranking teams, you are the top ten teams in the AFC before. So the competition is going to be tougher. I think the Patriots are in for a really, really poor year this year. I do not have them going to the playoffs. And everything that you think about what is to be successful in the NFL is young quarterback, a lot of talent, good talent. And I think it's just concerning. And everything you've read about is there's just mishaps, there's dysfunction. Like Mac Jones is in the second year. Like everything should be full. Nothing is working. I understand defense. 
ahead of the game in the season. Offense takes time because it takes practice. To he's choppy. I had to t cut him off because he's choppy. Your service, your, your service, your internet's going down over there. I don't know what's happening over in the East Coast. I guess you're having question marks yourself. <laughs> Maybe you should move over and put it into a better spot. I'll put you off for a hold for a sec. But you both had the Patriots going as the team that has more concern. I would not be shocked to have a better. I mean, Stevie, you might be you might be onto something. That's why I'm actually going to go with the New York Giants. I'm actually going to go with the New York Giants because of the fact that, look, I know somehow, some way, the Patriots always find a way to manage to get to 500 or somehow get to the playoffs. And I don't think we, we didn't. A lot of people didn't believe that the Patriots would get to the playoffs last year, and they did. My only question, Mark, is what the hell are they going to do with this whole offensive coordinator situation? Are we really going to see Matt Patricia, a former defensive coordinator, be the offensive guy? Or we're going to see a guy in Joe Judge who was made the New York Giants the national laughing stock of the National Football League back not too long ago. It was only seven months ago where the New York Giants were getting laughed at by a guy named Joe Judge because of the just awful play calling. Bilicek, I think their biggest mistake is maybe Bilicek has ran past his time and they probably should have had the guy that just went to Las Vegas as the new head coach, and that's Josh McDaniels. That was long and waiting. I don't know why they never made the move, but it's Bilicek. He's not going to go anywhere. My thing is the New York Giants, and it all comes down to – I'm sorry. It comes down to Daniel Jones. I know everybody's going to be like, oh, it's only training camp. Okay, it's only training camp, but this is also year four going in. This is, this is, this is not supposed to be happening. Still, the same, the same miscommunication, the same miss. Yeah, but this it's a complicated offense. Okay, I get that, but if you're that damn good, like if you're that good, if you're a quarterback that everybody says, if you're all we ever hear from Daniel Jones, oh, he's a hard worker and he's the smartest guy in the world. Okay, then where is that smart brain of his? Like, if you're smart, make the right decisions. You have yeah, the but talent. Like, hold on, Ted. You have the talent. You got Saquon Barkley. One of the best backs when healthy. We already know that. You have Kadarius Toney, who is an electrifying player. Wondell Robinson looks like he could be an electrifying player in this league. Kenny Galladay, when healthy, is a big play red zone threat. You have options. Sterling Shepard, one of the better slot receivers in the game, when healthy. I know I'll be keep saying when healthy. They got an offensive line that's improved now with Evan Neal. They added. They got Andrew Thomas, who was on all, was all pro caliber last year. They added the interior with Galkowski uh, from the Colts. They've added depth. Uh, they've added help on that offensive line. When I still see Daniel Jones not making decisions, I'm not talking about the throw that everybody's been talking about him throwing out of bounds to Kenny Galladay, which was a smart decision because if he does throw that to Kenny Galladay, I, I don't know if you guys know what throw I'm talking about, but it's the one throw that everybody seems to be saying, what the hell is he doing? That would have been a pick six for anybody that wants to be the, be the smart people out there. And I know Colin Coward was ripping him for that. That's just not a good throw. No, that's actually the smart decision because it would have been a pick. But he's still making bad decisions. He's still eyeing his receivers, staring down his receivers. You're not supposed to be doing that. You have to be getting better. You have to be improving significantly. And Daniel Jones is still just at that, I don't know, range. Like, what is Daniel Jones? All we hear, oh, he's one of the better dual-threat game quarterbacks in the league. I get that. Oh, he's smart. He's a hard worker. Okay. I've actually so heard Tyrod Taylor's actually looked better in practice. Then, then exactly like that's my point. Then a got a veteran. Tyrod Taylor is a veteran. Tyrod, well, hold on. Tyrod Taylor is a veteran. He's a consistent veteran. He's just had some really, really unfortunate luck in the past couple of years. 
But when a guy that's been playing for that long is still is out playing the guy that we all think, oh, that he's supposed to be a franchise quarterback, I'm sorry, but that's concerning for me to see Daniel Jones still having major issues that rookie quarterbacks I get would have. We're going into a year that this is it for him. He struggles, he's going to be a perennial backup for the rest of his career. He'll never get another starting job. No, I. Well, if Sam Darnold could get, no. That's why Sam Darnold, that's why they had to go get Baker Mayfield. It's not much of an upgrade, but that's why Sam Darnold's career is most likely going to be a backup for the rest of his career as an NFL quarterback. That's to me. The Patriots, yes, they got the issues. My biggest issue with them is just what they're going to do with that offensive coordinator's position. Are they going to really give it to Patricia or Joe Judge, two guys that are incompetent at I'll times? I'll tell you right now, I 100% believe Joe Judge is the offensive coordinator of the Patriots. Joe, and I think Bill's done him a solid by not announcing that because as poorly as things went in New York, to say that this guy's going to oh, help he you groom Mac Jones <laughs> – I, I I just don't – I mean, from the get-go, I've thought to myself, Joe Judge is the offensive coordinator, and he's – at some point mid-season, he'll probably just allude to Joe Judge as their offensive coordinator. He's never going to announce it, but I think that was very much just to protect Joe Judge. Yeah. I mean, all we've been hearing from these two teams in the report is that the defenses have been delivered. Well, the Patriots' defense was one of the best in the game last year. I expect the Giants to be vastly improved with Kayvon Thibodeau, Leonard Williams, Easy Illusory. You got Xavier McKinney. You're going to get, you're getting Blake Martinez back eventually. You're going to get those pieces back. The defense will be fine. To me, it's the offense. This is an offensive league. And with the Giants, the way that it finished last year for the New York Giants last season, if we all remember, I know Daniel Jones wasn't the quarterback. But guess what, Daniel Jones? If you struggle, the Giants don't have a guy like Colt McCoy or Mike Lennon. Sorry, Joe. But they have a guy in Tyrod Taylor who has been a consistent pro, has been to the Pro Bowl, has been to the playoffs with the Buffalo Bills. So he's been there before. If you struggle out the gate, Daniel Jones could be done within the first month and a half. I'm just saying, guys. That That's my biggest thing. I'm a Giant fan. I'm a, I love the New York Giants. I want Daniel Jones to succeed because if he succeeds, the New York Giants could go a long way this season. If he struggles again, it's just going to be another long and awful and putrid season for us Giant fans. That's my and, and, that's and then, my feeling. And then you're kind of hitting the rebuild again because you're going to go have to draft a quarterback or go sign a quarterback, but who's going to want to come here? So yeah, this uh, this is like you said. Listen, Daniel Jones, I still think has the talent uh, and the abilities to be successful. He's completely out of time, Trev. And I, I said the other night on John about the G-Men, I won't be surprised if Tyrod Taylor starts a minimum of five games and not necessarily due to injury. Tyrod Taylor, look, if this defense is good. To me, Joe, Daniel Jones' career as a New York Giant quarterback is over. That's what it if, tells me. Listen, if this defense is as good as we think it can be, and I think there's still a lot of question marks, on uh, especially in the secondary – but if this defense yeah. is as good, if Wing Martindale pulls off some amazing stuff and Thibodeau's a monster on that edge with old, then I, I, I tell you right now, if Daniel Jones does not deliver, it will be easy to put Daniel Jones on the bench because, like you said, it's not Mike Lennon, it's not Colt McCoy, it's not David Carr, or some rando who shouldn't be on an NFL roster, period. It's a guy like Tyrod Taylor, who last time he started a, a game uh, when he was uh, with the Chargers, won it. So, I don't know. 
This is a guy who's won games in the NFL. You've got a lot of, look, you've got a lot of great pieces on the offensive side. I, listen, Joe, I think the offense should be better than the defense. No offense. I, the it's talent is more. On, yes. on paper, Ted, yes. you're a hundred percent right. Hundred percent. Now well, it starts look, from the quarterback. If of the course it does. Car, He's got to get that football into the right people's hands. Look, they've gone out and they've gotten the best receivers they could, they could swing and, and, and bring in here. They wasted another draft pick this year on another slot guy. Just to help him out, you got Saquon Bereda. They signed Antonio Williams from Buffalo. You, you, you I mean, there's they put so Anthony much Neal, in this they got offense. the two tackle positions solidified. They brought in a couple good offensive linemen to at least help solidify the offense line. Might not be the top five offensive line, but could definitely be a top 10. Offensive it's definitely line. going to be the best, it's going to be the best offensive line he's ever had. Every franchise starts. I know that we always like to talk about defense and, and coaches. If you get your quarterback right. There's a reason why the good teams, the great teams in this league, are always great. All the because they got great quarterbacks. are gone. Yep. If Daniel Jones does not play extremely well this year, then it's there's no excuses. You're not blaming Joe Judge, the offensive line, the hurt receivers, bloppity, bloppity, blop. This, if Daniel Jones has everything he needs to succeed. He's got the talent. He's got the smarts. If he can apply all those things with what they've given him, the Giants could be a good football team here. Absolutely. They can win eight or nine games, it, but it really stems from him. And this, hopefully this will be his best chance because, Chev, you and me have talked off you know, off the script. Is it seems like Saquon's the healthiest he's been since like his rookie season. All right? Oh, yeah. Hopefully Gallaudet and Tony are healthy and ready to go, which they were not. Don't forget. Those guys were not ready to go, for, and that hurts because he never built any chemistry with them. I, what are, we read, what's it, Rondell uh, Robinson, the kid from Kentucky. Kentucky he, yeah. I mean, he seems like, hey, listen, gadget play, get the ball in his hand five, six, five, six times. Like, well, we thought Tony would be. Get him the ball, let him use his speed, you know, use him on special plays. Uh, you know, the offensive line should be much better. It's healthier. So, Joe, if anything, this is maybe his best opportunity, even though it's his last that. opportunity, to succeed. Joe, I'm glad you just said that. Oh, Real ahead. quick, Ted, for a last opportunity, they couldn't have hooked him up anymore. Like, they've done everything as a franchise they can. Like, dude, you got to do this now. <laughs> like, again, there's there's literally, look around that roster, there's the no time excuses. Is the time is ticking for you, there's, buddy. They, like, let's didn't go. pick up his fifth-year option, so he knows what he's playing for. Playing you got to hope for you got to hope for an Aaron Judge situation and not a Joe Judge situation <laughs> where a guy's banking on himself and is going to put up monster numbers. I still insist Daniel Jones is going to need to throw for around 30 touchdowns. I I don't see the Giants in this NFL being competitive and winning more games than they lose if this guy's not like everybody else in football and throwing about 30 touchdowns. I don't care if it's 24 in the air, six on the ground, fine. They're 30 touchdowns from Daniel Jones, or he's gone. That's okay. where I'm at with this guy. Gone. Well, so you just were, you were just saying it about this is it and adding everything you can to make this guy succeed. Well, let's get over to two East Coast teams once again in the NFC East and in the AFC East once again as we are talking about the East Coast this week. And then we'll be talking about the AFC North and the NFC North coming up in the next show. So stay tuned for that. 
What are you gonna? Are you gonna? You have something? No, I was gonna say to Joe's point. I think thirty touchdowns. I know you want to move on. I think thirty touchdowns is a lot. I just looked it up. Only nine. Well, he just said no, but he just said it. If it's forty-four in the year, last year only nine quarterbacks threw for over thirty touchdowns. I just wanted to have that checked. But like, you gotta be somewhere in like the Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson, Kyle Murray, who Carson Wentz threw for twenty-seven and seven. Uh, Russell was twenty-five and six. Probably would have thrown for thirty if he wasn't hurt. Kyler Murray was 24 and 10. Like even, I mean, Trevor's favorite player, Derek Carr, was 23 and 14. My boy, yo, don't talk about Derek Carr like that. So that's me and, that's know, me and like, Joe's. Me and Joe love Derek Carr. We're so Derek I'm Carr thinking, supporters. I'm thinking 30. Super Bowl MVP he, coming up. If if he's throwing 30 touchdowns, he's MVP, and the Giants are winning the division. I think yes. relatively. I think relatively, it's 22 to 26 with 12. So 24. I don't. Here's 10. my thing. I don't really two, care. Two I just to want one him, ratio. I just and, need and him maybe to stay four rushing. Stay healthy and just seem like you're going yeah. in the right direction. If not, you're done. But you were just talking about it, Joe. This is it. Well, maybe not for Jalen Hurts, but definitely for Tua Tagovailoa. This has to be. This is it. And I just put out an article on media.com, clovercrestmedia.com, too. You can check it out with Tua talking about who faces more pressure. I randomly just woke uh, I, I was doing it at work. I literally was just like, you know what? Screw this. I've been wanting to do it, and I just wrote it up just like that on the spot. But – these are two quarterbacks. You think about both of their stories. Tua, all the praise in the world coming out of college. Oh, he's going to be the next great thing. And Jalen Hurts kind of had to work to get to where he is currently. Tua being the fifth pick, the ultimate. Well, we're going to see what if, if the Dolphins took Justin Herbert or Tua. We'll never know, but we will see after this season. For me, guys, you look at these two quarterbacks. I don't know if. Hurts is as much pressure as Tua, but he has to be in the sense of what they did. They have to, they go add some nice pieces. Plus, if we offer, don't forget, this team was a playoff team. This was a team that last year was supposed to be projected to be the f- finished dead last in the NFC East. They made the playoffs. So there is some sort of pressure. It is Philly. But you look at Tua, I mean, what else do you have to explain for him? This is a guy that's gotten everything. You got the fastest player in the league. You go get Chase Edmonds. You go get Sony Michelle. You go get the best left tackle on the market at the time in Teron Armstead. You get Cedric Wilson. You already have Jalen Waddle. Your defense was one of the top defenses in the game. And all we've been hearing about is, oh, well, the, the numbers. Well, I don't know how people remember, if people forget, but you know in two, two full seasons, this was also before he got injured at Alabama. He had a 76 touchdowns to nine interceptions. This was in two full seasons of what he played. Got hurt, like I said, 69% completion percentage in 18 and a 71% completion percentage. Now, I know everybody will be like, well, he was with Alabama. They had the greatest weapons in the world. Well, he has had some nice weapons in Miami. Let's not say that Miami hasn't had weapons. I mean, they got Jalen Waddle. They have Mike II. They had Devontae Parker. They've had pieces on that team. Kenyon Drake before. They've had pieces. My thing is, is when you look at all of what they did, and they go get a new offensive coordinator, Guru, and Mike McDaniel's with uh, Sanford, out of San Francisco. You look at what this guy has to do. Are you either going to excel? This is it for you. Or are you going to be the guy that's going to be remembered as going to be being the pick before Justin Herbert? To you guys, Ted, I'll start with you. To you, which quarterback, which former Bama quarterback faces more pressure this season? Is it Tua or is it Jalen Hurts? It's I, for me. It's 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 very obvious. It's Chua, because similar to the Daniel Jones question is, well, where did you get drafted? 
Tua was a first-round pick. So there's an expectation in the league that you're supposed to come right into the league and take over, which we've seen. That's I mean, that's what happens nowadays. These guys come in the league and and they and they take over the league within the first two or three years. We've seen that. I mean, Herbert, Burrow, Kyler Murray, you know, there's probably a couple other guys I'm missing off the top of my head, but you understand where I'm going with this conversation. Jalen Hurts was what, second, third round pick, right? Second there, round was pick. No, there was not even a th- thought process that he was going to be the starting quarterback, but he ended up falling into the starting rotation and actually had a fairly good season last year. Led all quarterbacks in rushing last year. We have 784 yards rushing last year, 10 touchdowns. That's only been done eight times in NFL history. Um, Second quarterback ever to throw for 3,000 yards for the Eagles and have 750-plus rushing yards. But he had a pretty successful season last year. He went to the playoffs. But it was really his only first season under Nick Sirianni, uh, the coach from um, the Colts the previous year. It's not that Hurts doesn't have pressure. right? I would say Hurts has an easier division. He has an easier conference. I think there's an expectation that the Eagles should win the division where, like Joe started the show off when we before, is Buffalo should win that division easily should be the number one seed in the AFC. That's that's at least where most projections are. I mean, it's the Bills for the Super Bowl, and then it's like the Rams and like one other team. And then, you know, Miami's in. But the reason why I say two is because everything that the Miami did this year was to find out if two is a quarterback. I mean, now that you hear about what happened transpired with, they wanted Tom Brady, they wanted Sean Payton. Well, where would two have been? What would have happened? But they brought in guys like Tyreek Hill. They made a huge trade for Tyreek Hill. They brought in Terry. Taron Armstead, the best left tackle in the game. They brought in Connor Williams, a guard slash center from Dallas Cowboys. Cedric mm-hmm. Wilson, the wide receiver from Dallas. Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mozart. They brought in Mike Daniel, the offensive coordinator from the 49ers. Everything, you know, we were just talking about Daniel Jones. If you were, I mean, if you were trying to get everything possible for a quarterback, I mean, just, there, yeah. there might be, other than Trev, the, uh, you know, the Bengals and maybe the Raiders, as you said, and maybe one other team that really not, this might be the best bet offense of, Outside sources, Mike Kosecki, tight end, Jalen Waddle, another. I mean, you you got three. I mean, this offense looks like what he used to have in Alabama. Yeah. All right. And there was there was the tank for Tua, tank for Tua. But, you know, we always think, was it really Tua or was it because he has best offense line, never got hit, was throwing to four first-round draft pick receivers, had two first-round running backs yep. behind him. You know, was he a product of Alabama or, you know – you know what's a funny stat is I'm reading about is he actually had the best completion percentage on throws of 20 plus yards down the field. The only difference is he th- does it this amount of times. So yeah. for me though it's 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 Tua and it's it, it it's it's not substantial much more than Hurts but it's it's Tua because everything that they did was for Tua and if he tanks or gets hurt he's gone next year. Like I can see Jalen Hurts falling just short of the playoffs and they bring him back and still give him a realistically chance, even though they sign AJ Brown, Miami of two tanks or tank for two, he'll be gone after the, the Miami is those teams of the whole, they will move on from him now. And I mean, we already seen it. Well, let's not, forget. Let's not, for, let's not forget. Sean Payton wanted to go there. So I just think everything is set up for him to possibly succeed. And so if he and he falls flat on his face, he's gone, bro. Because there's no, there's, I don't think there's any more better than two. Like we're gonna try this again. And personally, that's how I feel. I don't know if you agree, but for me, it's Chua, first round draft pick. Everything Joe, you brought not forget, in. I mean, let's not also forget that there's a backup quarterback for them that has been a uh, has been a starter in Teddy Bridgewater. So kind of like the Daniel Jones situation as well. If he struggles out the gate. 
They could be looking at Teddy B. What do you think? The other thing is the hell. Hold on, Ted. Yeah, listen. My thought. I'll give you my thought on both. I I agree with Teddy 100%. It's very much Tua, but it wouldn't surprise me if next season neither of these guys is the starting quarterback on that football team. You point out Teddy Bridgewater is behind Tua. Could very well see him again if this defense is great for the Dolphins and if Tua is the problem. Tua could very well find himself behind Teddy Bridgewater. But don't forget the Eagles. Gardner Minshew uh, is their backup. And they signed Carson Strong out of Nevada, a guy who had been projected to be a first-round pick uh, because of injury concerns, didn't get drafted at all. He's on that roster. So, look, they set Jalen Hurts up to succeed. I think they're rolling the dice. It's like, well, look, if Jalen Hurts doesn't work out, we, we could always go another route. They've done a nice job of building the rest of their roster with the thought that if we can get, if we can make Jalen Hurts a big time NFL quarterback, top 12, top 15, that's doable for them. Because mm-hmm. they have the pieces, yes. Absolutely. If Jalen Hurts is awful this year, and I don't expect he's going to be, but I if he's awful, yeah. it would be so easy for them to replace him with Minshew in the short term and Carson Strong or go elsewhere after this season. But I think like Daniel Jones, Tua's time is up. Again, you went out, you got him Tyreek Hill, you made the upgrades, and it's like, here you go, bud. It's now or never time. But honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if either one of these, both of these guys is out next year. Well, and here's the other thing. You look at the competition in that AFC, Joe. It's stacked. It's not going anywhere. So, like – for Miami, you have to move on from Tua now while you still have the pieces where you can ride with Jalen Hurts and Trev, what makes Jalen Hurts at least compatible is his ability to run and make plays. I mean, like I yeah. said, he led the league in rushing last year from a quarterback, 74 yards. He had 10 rushing touchdowns. That's significant. That helps the offense. Yes, he's a good passer. I, I would, think I would Brown is really going to help him. I would also say, final point about this is. Just look at two of his counterparts. Look at the quarterbacks that he was drafted with. Justin Herbert is an emerging superstar. He hasn't gotten to the playoffs yet. I get that. But he's going to be. That team is just too talented to not make the playoffs this year. If they don't, then damn, that's that's on him. That's on the whole franchise then. But you look at their counterparts. Justin Herbert is a superstar, emerging superstar. He's, he's one of maybe the odds-on favorites to win the MVP this season. He's going. That team is going to be set up perfectly for the future and then look at the other guy the guy that i've been talking about glamoring about joey b joe burrow going to the super bowl last year this close from winning a super bowl with that offensive line all the weapons that they've given him and coming off of that acl injury those two have been delivering all we've heard is oh those are sure things we're sitting here on august 10th of 2022 saying what is to attack of all that's the that's the biggest thing for me is those two guys, those look like sure things. They're not going anywhere for a long time. We could be sitting here in about three months from now, and Teddy Bridgewater could be the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, guys. That, like that that right there. Jalen Hurts, I don't see Jalen Hurts losing any competition. I don't believe Gardner Mitchell will be a better option. I know you mentioned that, but Jalen Hurts is going to do his thing. They're going to set him up in a perfect situation to succeed with that backfield, with the receivers, Devontae, with Goddard, and A.J. Brown. Nice. That's a nice little trio to have in that offense and Jalen Hurts 
all he does is just kind of make prove people wrong. I mean, people have doubted him when he was at Bama. People proved, doubted him in Oklahoma. He delivered there. I know he didn't win a championship at Oklahoma, but he also had to play. I don't know if you remember. They played LSU in the college football playoff that year, and that was the year that Justin Jefferson and Joe Burrow decided to, to say, hey, let's just go play seven on seven, just destroy everybody. I think it was like 63 to like 35 the game, and Joe Burrow had like seven touchdowns in like the first half. It was ridiculous. But my thing is, is that everybody's been doubting Hurts, and Ted, you said it. He was a second-round pick. I mean, we all at one point were saying, oh, he, why, why did they draft him? They already have Carson Wentz. Well, now he's got his opportunity. He's proved everybody wrong. Tua, you've been the golden boy. All we've ever been hearing is, oh, tank for Tua, Ted. Tank for Tua. Let's go get him. He's going to be the next great. We're sitting here, year three, saying, what do we make of Tua Tagovailoa? That's the thing. That's what it comes down to me. I think it's a simple question. I would say Tua, it just has to be. Daniel Jones and Tua, everything's on a silver platter, guys. Now you got to go, go do your part. I'm at the point in this conversation that I would say Tua has the most pressure of any quarterback in the entire league. And, I would and, a thousand percent agree and, with and, you on that. And you were, what about Daniel Jones? Who cares about Daniel Jones? There's no expectations the Giants to even make the playoffs. The Giants win seven games. Everyone's going to be like, oh, all right, we, we, we're improving. If Miami wins seven games. Yep. They, they, done. They, two was gone. Two was it, gone. It's, it, absolutely, bro. And, and because you brought, in a, you brought in a Kyle Shanahan type coach who's really quarterback savvy and, and he's, he's, he's going to make Tua's life better, right? And you got – Two of the fastest receivers in the game. You got a you got a you got a Pro Bowl tight end. You got speed running backs. I mean, they can run the four by one hundred relay on that team. You brought yeah. in one of the best tackles in the game in Tyrant Armstead, which should definitely help him out. The offensive line should be well more improved, right? There is no more excuses. This is your third year. This is like when like this is the Josh Allen third year. Like everyone makes that huge jump. Like third year, boom, man. This is this is where you take over. There there can't be no more excuses now. All Let's, let's hope Mike Daniels' offense helps two out. They got to throw the ball deeper down the field because I think he was like 28th in the league last year with like attempts of distance of throws. Like I think it was like Andy Dalton and like a bunch of backups that no one even cares about that had less than him. So, you know, it's it's on him, bro. It's, it's on yeah, the Miami offense. I mean, yep. and especially here's the other thing, Trev. I think significantly, I think it's a major part is because of the two other guys that were drafted. Now, I know they were they couldn't get Burrow, even though they tried to move up to number one. But Joe Burrow was in the Super Bowl, and Justin Herbert, no offense, when they ranked quarterbacks, like he was a tier one quarterback. Like he's up there with Brady and Burrow and, and the, the best guys you could think of. And maybe other than Josh Allen and Mahomes, like Herbert's right there is where you would start your franchise with. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, that's so, what it comes down to. And that's, that's significant because they could have had Herbert. That's what it comes down to is that you just I look know at his it's a what if, but you know, it is a major what if. They chose you, so at least prove them right. If not, see you later and like Daniel Jones, you're gonna or Sam Darnold, you're gonna be packing your bags and finding another place to go. Or I'll go say ahead. the last thing about yeah, Jalen Hurts. What a huge step up uh in, in his second season. As if you look at his numbers, he actually got really good in the second half of the season for the Eagles and th their record reflects that. That's why they that made the play. That's why they made the play. Oh, a hundred percent, dude. This guy, uh, doesn't, he doesn't do a lot of stupid things. You take out the giants game that they lost. Yep. Where he threw three picks. Mm -hmm. Um, 
You don't really see a whole lot of that as you're as you're looking at this guy's stats, man. He's just he plays clean. He plays smart. He can make plays on his feet. Uh, Teddy mentioned, uh, uh, you know, how many yards he rushed for last year. Seven eighty four. Yeah. Um, You know, and also put the ball in the end zone 10 times uh, with his feet. 16 in the air. Twenty six. See what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a step up. Got to be around 30 in this league. Uh, if, if you're going to be especially, a dual threat guy, it's, exactly. Especially if you're a dual threat, if you could get that 30 range, having a couple rushing touchdowns too, then then do that. But for guys like Tua and Daniel Jones, this is it for you. And if it doesn't work, as the great Arnold Schwarzenegger once said, "Hasta la vista, baby." I Next mean, time I'm we'll gonna... be talking about we'll be talking about the AFC North and the NFC North. Will Rogers still reclaim the top throne in the NFC North, or could we see a surprise? Plus. Does it run through Cincinnati and Baltimore in the AFC North? We'll talk about all that on our next episode of Keys to the City. Thank you for watching. Tune in for more episodes. Check out CloverCrestMedia.com and Keys to the City on all social media platforms. We'll see you next episode. We are out. You are now in tune to the Keys to the City podcast.